just like, yeah. Ishtara, that's it. So it was like literally both of them were just like, us, and that was it. And it was, was Ishtara. It. So it was a marrying of those two things. And then. Hey guys, welcome to Oracle by Design podcast. I am your host, Amanda Sewa Akotum, an intuitive healer and oracle of the purest love. I created this podcast with the hopes of bringing healing to the collective by giving a voice to our silent hurt and moving through our trauma together with love, compassion, and wisdom. Join me every week as I have open conversations with special guests, weekly intuitive prayer, and messages for the collective. Don't forget to subscribe and stay up to date at Oracle by Design. Okay, guys, let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. I am super, super, super excited today. <laughs> I have an amazing friend who's going to co-host with me today. Her name is Haley. Oh, what do I do? I feel like I want to introduce you, but you do so good at introducing yourself. No, please you, introduce She me. has like this like introduction voice where it's like, oh, my name is Haley Janubi <laughs> and I am amazing and I do this and I do that. <laughs> so I'm going to let you do it. Take it over, Haley. Oh, okay. Um. My name is Haley Janubi. My, <laughs> my name is Haley Janubi. My business is called Ishtara Tarot. I'm a tarot reader, a spiritual life coach. I have my own podcast, the Ishtara Podcast. You guys um, have to check it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Instagram. Her Instagram is yes, Ishtara Tarot. Um, but yeah, that's that's me, I guess, in a nutshell. Yeah, that's the intro for now. We're going to get deeper, and I'm super excited because Haley's just amazing. She's an amazing healer, amazing friend, amazing person, and I just learned so much from her, and I kind of want to talk to her about her journey and how she got to where she is now and just talk heads up. We will be cursing, so get ready. <laughs> um, we're probably going to be laughing because we're having a conversation, and this is just what we do when we get here. I'm most likely not going to edit this, so just get ready for a super fun long podcast all right great okay so Haley okay let's talk about tarot because that's where I met you from so I met (laughs) Haley was my first friend or first person that I want to call a friend in Colorado um and this was she's just amazing and this was when I was at Modern Nomad and Haley would come every weekend Mm -hmm. and the first time I met Haley I was catering uh, an event (laughs) and I love to tell the story and Haley's like I never said that I didn't I was catering an event for someone's opening and I had like this amazing vintage outfit on and Haley was just like she saw me and I was like super busy and she was like horse you remind me of a horse and I was like who is this girl what is she saying her earrings are cute but I gotta get back to work and then later on I found out that oh she works there and we're actually gonna become good friends and just like go from there and then I feel like she didn't call me a horse to call me a horse she just meant I had like a very strong presence where I was and just like whatever I was doing I was doing it well 
after like I listened and I like downloaded after what she said. But yes, that's when I first met Haley. And then I had a reading with her. And then I was just like, oh, you're going to be my friend. Like, this is not just a one-time thing. And then I would go to Haley basically every week. And she would be like, how long do you need? And I will say, let's start with 30 minutes. And then when 30 minutes got a little closer, I'm like, Haley, can you add a little bit more time? Like, in during our reading. And she's like, yeah, sure. How long do you need? And by the way, this would be happening when I was at work. So I would just, like, <laughs> leave the counter and just like hey I need a reading can I get 30 minutes in between this and then we'll go for like 45 minutes to an hour and then then we just started being friends yeah yeah hanging out getting tea having dinner parties and now and now Haley's here (laughs) now I am here now you are here okay so tell me about tarot why tarot why tarot why tarot I have always just been interested in it I liked tarot. I started when I got a deck from a bookstore and I just liked that it was magical and it could tell me something magical or tell my future, which both of us know, like it's not great for the future, but when you're a kid, that's really enticing. Um, I don't know. I've always been a spiritual person and like somebody who loves magic. And in my household, our house was very active (laughs) with spirit. And I just shut that all down. Okay. But tarot seemed like doable. Like I could memorize the meaning yeah. and I love the symbolism. And then anytime somebody like read tarot or had cards, I would get jealous and I'd be like, <laughs> I want to do that. Like, so there is just, I don't know what it is. It's just like a primal, almost primal desire to yeah. work with the tarot. And it was on and off. Like I was interested but the little guidebooks that come with tarot are just bullshit. Not enough, yeah. They're just not enough. They're usually just full of like scary stuff that you, is not going to help you. Yeah. So I got turned off for a really long time. Um, and in college, I did it a little bit with my friends, but still felt like I didn't know enough. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until I was 25 that I everything... Mm-hmm. around me just didn't work like nothing worked like all of my jobs I was good at them but I was like dying on the inside and yeah. my I was always getting sick all of the time yeah which is always like the body's sign telling you like you're not supposed to be here so I was at my wits end basically mm-hmm. and then um I've told this story like many times but like I just had this knowing that was like why don't you just learn about something that you like and yeah. I that and Tara was that thing that it was like there's no other thing what was the first deck you got the first de- oh the first deck I got was a miniature deck so it looks like it looks like a little square okay like a little pocket square yeah it okay. was just like um yeah like this big um, I love how she's like this big tiny and I'm pointing to the microphone actually, like they can't see you I know it's this like, big you guys you see it you see how small it is. Um, my one of my like very good friends has it actually. We like swapped tarot decks. At okay, some point. but um, I forget what it was called. But it was just like a miniature tarot deck. Yeah. So was it like a copy of the original deck? Where or did it have like different colors? Like what drew you to that deck when you were younger? 
Um, it looked like it was marketed towards children. Okay. So, and I got it off of like the little rack with like miniature things, yeah. like miniature bonsai trees. Oh, I miniature. see. Yeah. So it was like all just miniature. Yeah. But um, when I started working seriously with the tarot deck, it was the Rider Waite. The Rider Waite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's my favorite deck. Yeah. I have another deck that I use sometimes, but I feel like I'm always like, I want to go straight to the source. Yeah. And this is like the clearest for me and I just like the colors and the art. I think the symbolism is the best in the Rider Waite and I don't use it anymore because it just like stopped talking to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Decks teach you lessons. Yeah. They'll come to find. Um, And I I still use all of the symbolism that I used from the Rider Waite and every deck that I get has to be somewhat related, like has to have similar symbols yeah. to the Rider Waite because I I'm a little envious of people who can read with the like very abstract decks. I'm that, like, what are you guys seeing? I know that they're, they're so beautiful, but they it's are. like one crystal. And I'm like, why do you do with that? I don't <laughs> even know. You know? So yeah. I definitely yeah, I'm with you. Like I love the symbolism. It's just so it's just so clear. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. 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 Okay. So you started what I one thing that came up to me or came up in my spirit as you're talking is that I know that we kind of both grew up similarly, mm-hmm. meaning that we grew up in the Christian church. Yeah. And growing up in the Christian church, there is like scary stuff or like the church tells you that magic is scary and that magic is bad yeah. and that like you shouldn't like be around and like use all of that. And I know that you are an extremely intuitive person and I believe that your intuition led you to tarot and led you to do your readings and led you to be the person that you are now. How how did you navigate that from like Christianity? Oh man. <laughs> Was that a deep one? Yes. <laughs> that goes so deep. Um I like when I was a teenager, I was on and off with it because mm-hmm. um, I was raised Christian, but we didn't really go to church. But it wasn't until I was 17 that my mom was like, We are Catholic, we're becoming Catholic. <laughs> and we all went hard in the church. So it was during that time where like my mom was like okay with it, but then she would flip and like not be okay with it. Yeah. And be like, well, the, you know, but now she's fine with it, but I guess. I really struggled with like, is this evil? Is this mm, bad? Yeah. Like, and because I do know that, like, obviously, was that just with tarot, with your intuition in general? With my intuition in general, and like I said, like I shut it down. Like most of my life, I just shut it yeah. down because I didn't want to be scared. Yeah. Um. Or like. Or have anything creepy happen to me. Girl, yeah. But then, like, I shut down, like, my life and my happiness. Yeah, like, because it's when part I of you. That. Yeah. So, like, my family is very intuitive. Um, but my sister was the first one that was like, yeah, you you just shut it down. And it, I had, like, I was almost like a late bloomer with all yeah. of that. But with the church, um, yes, at first I was on and off with it because I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I lived in my mom's house. And that's when you're like, mom knows everything. Yeah. Mom knows best. Um, but as I got older and I learned more about tarot from good teachers, yeah. uh, I thought if this is good for me and it's helping me understand myself, how could it be evil? And it's not scary. No, it's not. And then, you know, you do some further investigating to find, you know, 
a lot of religion. And this yeah. is like a controversial statement. So I got you, girl. I got you. And I'm like, not even nego- it's not negotiable to argue with me on this because <laughs> this is what I believe. So if you agree with it, fine. If you don't, fine. Like we can have different opinions. But like I believe that a lot of religion maybe started from a good place. Yeah. Um, but then turned into control. I agree. So then it was like, and my mom had this issue too, like with why she didn't want to become Catholic um, for a long time. It was like, why do I need to talk to a priest to talk to God? Yeah. I can talk to God. I can talk to God. So then it makes you think like they just, I, I feel like a lot of demonizing has happened because you they don't want you to become self-empowered. Yes, I agree with that. They want to be the only source and to and tell that's you, it. do this, but yeah. not that. And yeah. Do this, not that. Yeah. And the more you get into it, it really is just analyzing symbols and um, tuning in with your knowing, which is just a part of you. It's a part of you. It's and your inner self. Yeah. Yeah. So like that is the way that you connect with God or a higher source or your guides. And that's not bad. That's not bad. And like my mom understands that. And we have this understanding. I have some family that's like, well, in the Bible, it says this. And it's like, well, the Bible says a lot of things. It says a lot. And there's also a lot of parts of the Bible that aren't in the Bible that were purposely taken, taken out. out. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's bad. I just that I just try to keep it simple. If it helps me and I'm not hurting anybody yeah. else. Um honestly, I feel like I had more negativity and more like shadow beings on me when I shut all of this down. I feel like and that I is just so blindly true. trusted in people girl shame you left so and right. Left and right and let you down so many wrong places. Mm. Like that's so true. Cause I feel like I can relate to that. And um when I first moved from Virginia, I it's not even Virginia. When I left the church, I was convinced that I was done with my intuition. Yeah. I didn't want to see anymore. I didn't want to hear. I didn't want to feel. I didn't want anything. I was done. I shut it out. And then I moved to Colorado with Josh and the crazy part is that the intention of me moving to Colorado was to get closer to God. And I knew that for me to get closer to God, I had to the creator, the source, I had to open up the doors that I shut. And I know that I shut those doors because I blamed God for all that stuff that happened. And then I started moving in my gift again. I started trusting my intuition. And as I started doing that, I got introduced to tarot. And I was like, and then Josh like got me a card for Christmas. And he's like, hey, you're always talking to Haley. And I think you really (laughs) like it. So I got you a deck. And I was like, how do I do this? What does it even work? He's like, I don't know. But then every day he would challenge me. And he'd be like, pull me a card before I go to work. And I'm like, what does what how do I pull a card like do I just get one he's like yeah get one and tell me what the picture says oh my god so then I'll just get one and then I'll read it and I'll be like this is wrong the book is wrong this is what's supposed to be happening yeah. this is what it's saying and you tell tarot in like a very different way like our reading I styles do. are completely different completely like, you like move them around and like make <laughs> stories and like tell this you have like this whole like arc yeah like I do that storytelling element yeah. along with like channeling obviously yeah. but yeah and like once you figure out this feels good to me yes and I trust myself and then I you trust give myself. really accurate reading then you do and I feel like that's where like you what you said is true is I had to find out how terror works for me because yeah. I got on YouTube I got on the internet and oh, I'm just like yeah. 
past, future, present, what, like, and I was like, this is not making sense. Yeah. And it just, it didn't work for me. I was like stacking the cards, pulling it around. Why is this like all these different shapes? Yes. And I was like, Google, you're not helping me. YouTube, this doesn't make sense. Yep. So then I just had to sit with myself and I was like, okay, creator, you created this, make this make sense for me. Yeah. And I'm a storyteller. So tell me a story that I will get it. And then... I just started going from there and then I started doing it for some friends and they were just like, this is so true. I get it. I understand. Yeah. And I do tarot in two different ways when I do readings because I'm a visual person and I'm constantly looking for confirmation of what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'll usually pull a card and it's like, oh, this is what I was just saying. Like, dude, this is exactly it. Then I just feel get confident and keep going. But you do tarot a little different yeah. than I do. Yeah. You do it kind of traditional, but then not. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so explain your way and how and why you do it the way you do it. Yeah, it's changed a lot over time, and I'm sure it will change again. But what seems to work for me is, like, I'll I'll be sitting with a person. I'll invite them to close their eyes, to ground. So good, y'all. Yeah, I need to get on this. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ground um, and breathe. And then... I mean, 90% of the time I'll get some images and then Mm -hmm. I'll just communicate those or messages and then I will pull cards and then I pull them in a spread. So Mm -hmm. I think that's like where we differ a little bit is I'll pull what, what are we invited to pay attention to right now? What's kind of underneath that? Then another card for what's the lesson and then what's the advice? I like to keep it simple with Mm -hmm. just like four cards because if I start pulling too many, I don't know why I just like, I overwhelm myself. Mm -hmm. So I usually keep it really simple. Sometimes I'll pull like more and more and more, but usually like the message that I got at the beginning before I pulled a card that somehow influences like how you read them. Cause cause they can be read like many different ways. Um, And then I always check in. Is this landing for you? Is Mm. this resonating with you? Mm -hmm. Because you, I think it's so important to do that and to like check in with people because I think that there are a lot of maybe well-intentioned healers that are like, I'm just going to tell you like what's wrong with you and you're doing this and you should stop doing that. And all that does is create an even more traumatic experience for somebody. Fear and confusion. So I like, I definitely invite people to like, tell me like how they're feeling, how you respond to that. Cause that's half of the healing part of it as well. Yeah. That's the point. Um, That's the purpose of it. But yeah, yeah, that's usually like four or five cards and, um, and then, yeah, you start seeing how they start talking to each other or like what symbols really like calling out to me in yeah. the moment. Um, but I, I guess like I do stick to like the definitions, which for mm-hmm. a long time I felt bad about because I'm just like, I'm supposed to make it like completely my own. And, <laughs> and I do have some cards that are like that, but like, I love breaking down the symbolism in the card. I mm-hmm. love like giving you an example of, mm-hmm. um, like the fool, the white dog represents the ego that's trying to stop you from jumping off the cliff because they're like, you're going to die. But the fool <laughs> knows that God is leading them off yeah. of this cliff and the net will appear. Yeah. And that's the lesson. So I like the symbol. She's so good, y'all. Like, did you just hear this? Okay, I just had to step in for a second. Like, every time I get a reading with Haley, she literally makes you... It's like... 
It's like you go to her or I do. Let's say that. Let me rephrase this. I always go to Haley extremely confused, not knowing what I'm doing with my life. And Haley always reminds me like, Amanda, you know what you're doing. You just need to sit. And it's always like kind of like a comfort like she puts a blanket around you for a second (laughs) and then it's like I got you I'm here now let's walk through this and let me help you make sense of it yeah like and she listens like y'all I've had readings with people that just don't listen they're just like like Haley said oh this is what you need this is what I know everything and that's it and I know everything but Haley literally is like what's happening like oh this is how you're feeling I hear you how does it feel with you what's going on and then she gives you the room to talk about it most healers don't give you room to talk about it because they know it all in quotations yeah and it just (laughs) it doesn't work like that no it doesn't and thank you for pointing that out like i go out of my way to make it a comfortable experience because i am a highly anxious person (laughs) And, like, when I sit down, like, if I get a reading, even with you, and I love you, and you're my close friend, like, I'm going to be, like, all, like, a ball of nerves. Oh, my god! You know, like, you can't help it. Because there is, even me, who knows, like, they're not going to tell me anything bad is going to happen. Yeah. But you're still like, oh, I don't know. What's, like, what's spirit going to say? And, like, I just want to make it as comfortable and cozy. Maybe that's, like, my cancer sign yeah. where it's, like, I want to... Yeah, create yeah. like a warmth comfort. and comfort. And love. I do I do get that note a lot that I make people feel comfortable. I yeah, because I feel like you do it out of love. Like it comes from a good and pure place. And that's extremely needed and important because especially in intuitive work, people, you are... Trust like people are trusting you with your spirit in a sense, and yeah, it's vulnerable. It's, it's extremely vulnerable. And with that being said, what is what cards do you get? When do you pull for yourself? Yes. Okay. So I when, tried not to, but I just can't. <laughs> I have to. I'm addicted. So when you pull for yourself, what card do you get that you're just like, oh my god, like. I don't even know how I'm asking. Okay, so stop. Rephrase this. What are your favorite cards Yeah. when Ooh. you pull for yourself? <laughs> and <laughs> what cards do you not like? Not because like they're a bad card, but it's just like, yeah. darn, why am I getting this card? Yes. Yes. Okay, the cards that I like pulling, <laughs> the full, obviously. The Everyone's full favorite. Great, well, my favorite, too. Amanda pulled a card, and she pulled the full, which we both <laughs> screamed <laughs> for a couple minutes. Literally, when Haley does the <laughs> reading with me, and she pulls, she always pulls the same cards for me constantly. I always get strength. Yeah. I always get oh, the full. Yeah. And I always get... um. Where's the hanging man? The hanged man, yeah. Yeah, I always, whenever Haley pulls a card, I know, well, when I do a reading with her, I know she's going to pull those cards for me because <laughs> it's just what I always get. Yeah, you do get the hanged man a lot. I do. But whenever she pulls the fool, it's a squeal. Yeah. Like, yeah, I squeal. She literally like, squeals every time and like she squeals before I see the card but her squeals (laughs) let me know like okay I got the fool alright I got this I'd say the fool is my ultimate favorite card Mm -hmm. my other favorite card I love queen of wands that's a fun one Okay, king of pentacles obviously Um, what else do I love I love Four of Pentacles? Really? Yeah. Because it's a homebody card, and I'm like, great. Okay. I get permission to do what I like. Yeah. Um, What else is a really juicy card? 
The high priestess is always exciting. Oh, see, she she picky for me. <laughs> she is a little confronting. She's picky for me because when I get the high priestess, it's literally like, girl, sit your ass down and just wait. Yeah. And I'm not a waiter. Yeah. And I'm just like, but I got to go. You're supposed to be telling me something. And she's like, I'm telling you to wait. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, bye. <laughs> and like, I know whenever I pull her, like, there's no need for me to pull anymore. Yeah. But then I keep pulling. Right. And then I'm just like, oh, you're not telling me what I need to get. Like, uh-uh. Yes. And then I just look over at the high priestess and I just feel her staring at me like, what did I just tell you? <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the. Yeah. She's so powerful. She is. Um, I'm trying to think of a no- two of wands is also a really okay. fun one because they're like you can't do any wrong. Like there's yeah. so many great choices. Yeah. Um, let me think. Maybe one more. <laughs> mm, ooh, eight of wands is fun too. Why? I, I'm not really. Mm. Okay, I can see that. Eight of Wands is always, like, be so, so present because we have a gift for you. Yeah. So just focus on the now and wait and see what happens. And I feel like not all of the time, but, like, I always get better than what I expect. Yeah. But when it's reversed, I feel like you're so impatient. Like, you're just so, so impatient. And that's what I always get when I get that call. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, mm, I don't know how I feel and about that. And that's frustrating, like, when you yeah. want to know. Um, so those are my favorites. And I'm a naturally impatient person. Yeah. And whenever I go to the tarot, I'm already going, like, un- like not patient. Yeah. Just, like, give me the answers. Right. And for <laughs> me, the tarot's always, like... The tarot makes me sit. Mm-hmm. And the tarot is, like... always gives me like two different answers it's like you already know the answer sit and look within or it's on its way and just shut up just shut up just shut up and i don't (laughs) like shutting up yeah i create a whole podcast because i don't like shutting (laughs) up most of us don't but i feel like for me my i think i have two favorite cards and it's crazy. My favorite, favorite card is the fool. Yeah. Because whenever I pull that, it's like, get a girl. You're about to do something amazing. Keep going. Mm-hmm. And I like death. Ooh, death. Yeah. Death is also my favorite because it reminds me, for me, that something beautiful is coming. Mm, that's a good way of thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, something beautiful is coming. And it's kind of like whenever I pull death for someone else and they see it, they freak out. Yeah. And they're just like, oh my God, what's about to happen? Am I about to die? Like, is the person I'm doing the reading for about to die? <laughs> oh, and I'm just like, no, you're no. not about to die. Just like, and I feel like people have this weird thing with death. Yeah. It's like they're terrified of death, but they love fall. And I'm like, do you know what fall is? Ooh, that's a good point. Like, fall is death. death. And it's just change. It's just change. And it's the beauty of it. And fall, people are like, oh, the trees look so good. I love it and the smell. But it's literally an invitation for rest, for transition, for death. And whenever I pull the death card, I think of fall. Yeah. I oh, think of yeah. the beauty that's about to come, what I'm about to get. And then I also get this moment of like, what inside of me needs to die? And it's always something from the past because I am constantly living in the past and living in the future. I'm never here. 
Yeah. I'm never in the present. And when I go to the tarot, she tells me to be here. Yeah. And I fight with her. Yep. All the time because I don't <laughs> want to be here. Because I feel like I got work to do and she's supposed to be telling me what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, do you ever get that? Yes, all the time. And that's when you need to not pull tarot cards. Oof. I just keep pulling. I pull to like I get to the point where it's like, girl, you you pulled half of the deck. Like, right. What are you and getting you, now? Yeah, you just confuse yourself. And yes. you're you're gonna do that. Like but I feel like you have to have a moment of sitting and dropping in and yeah. being specific because I think when we're in that state we just start pulling, but then we don't ask a question. We're like, what am I supposed to do? It's too broad. Yeah. And then we're like, <gasps> but what if this is this? <laughs> because like when you're reading for somebody else, you can be more objective. When yeah. you're reading for yourself, it gets harder to be objective. Yeah. Um, so I think like still pull in those moments, but at least have like a second to just like sit, compose yourself and then be really intentional about yeah. this card is who's my teacher. This card is the action mm. I'm supposed to do. Do you know what I mean? I feel that. I like that. Because I feel I do that same thing that you do and then I'm like, oh, maybe 10 of cups will come up. Like that's what I, I want, want to happen. To yeah, yeah, but then you get something else and you're like, oh no, what does it mean? Yeah. So save yourself the trouble. And I say this to myself because I do that too. <laughs> yeah. To um, at least take a second to be intentional before just be Okay, so when it comes to decks, how do you cleanse your deck? How do I cleanse my deck? Yes. Um, I, I, I don't cleanse it too often, but mm-hmm. when I do, I cleanse it with mugwort, which is okay. like an herb, so I'll burn that, um, and sometimes I'll put like a crystal on top of it. Usually, like, when I when I used to do, like, a, a lot of readings and shops, I would clean mm-hmm. it, like, a lot more because I was dealing with a lot of different energy. Yeah. But um, I guess the, yeah, mugwort, crystal, and I always put my tarot deck on my altar, so it, it just, so like, it lives there. It's almost like yeah. it goes to sleep there. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel so, that. But it's with me all the time. Yeah. Um, it's, like, on my bedside table, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I would cleanse it. Or maybe, you know, you say a prayer. Um, yeah yeah okay so now we talked about tarot i want to talk about so when i first met Haley, Haley was denver's tarot witch and as our relationship grew Haley grew as well and now Haley is ishtara Mm -hmm. so tell me about that tell them about that explain that to me yeah and just if you don't mind letting us be a part of your journey and just like yeah i love how you got there yeah that's a good question i haven't talked about it a lot i want to there just hasn't been the invitation i guess so thanks for inviting me to talk (laughs) about this um so yeah i was denver tarot witch and at the time i was like really getting into the witchcraft and Mm -hmm. i love that and i still identify as a witch um but as more time went by i i guess i just wasn't finding well in my business a lot of people they think witch like spells and stuff yeah and i'm seeing two 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 right now Uh, Ah! okay so a lot of people are coming to me for like spells or like witchcraft stuff and my readings aren't 
really witchcraft. No, they're you know maybe some like magic and spirituality, but they are definitely like more grounded, practical, yeah. um, mindful wisdom rather than like witchcraft. Um, definitely some magic, but I think the word witch in my business felt limiting yeah. in some way. I felt like I was more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yes, I identify as a witch, which is like a powerful woman who's in charge of her world and works with the elements. Um, But I felt like my work was something bigger than just witchcraft. Mm -hmm. So I wanted something also that tied to my lineage, Mm. um, which when I think of witches, I don't really think of my lineage. Like people in Iran um, didn't really call themselves witches. Um, In Mexico, bruja is a term, but a lot of it... um, there was like a lot of negative stuff yeah. with that too. And I, I didn't really resonate with that. It felt limiting. So, um, I went bigger. So I really got interested in goddesses. Yes. I, uh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so really interested in this bigger, like God, like yeah. bigness. Um, and it's so funny. Like Ishtar is a goddess. Um, she sometimes goes by Inanna and she's mm-hmm. a Mesopotamian goddess who was worshiped in Iran and Iraq. Um, and I always felt that connection to that name for some reason. Yeah. And actually, when I was thinking about doing burlesque, I was yeah. like, I'm going to go as Ishtar. So I was like, Ishtar is my burlesque name. Yeah. And it's so funny because like that didn't end up working out for whatever reason. But that name just stuck. Wow. And I kept asking God. I was like, please, like, what is my name? What is my yeah. name? What is my name? <laughs> I know Denver Terrawitch is not my name anymore. I felt like yeah. I was growing. Um, and then Ishtar came up and I was just channeling. So I was praying and then I was like, tell me what to do about this and Ishtar like came up and was like you need to name like name me so Ishtar is a part of it and then Tara who is a goddess um there's green Tara there's white Tara um she's Buddhist Mm -hmm. um and is like the great mother whereas Ishtar is um the the goddess of like creation and war and Mm -hmm. sex and I definitely felt her as more like Powerful, yeah, like just pure power, yeah. yeah. Sometimes a little scary, yeah. And then Tara so beautiful. I just was so like a, nurturing yeah. and gentle and sweet, Motherly, like the mother earthy. that all yeah. of us want. And Water. then I was just like, yeah. Ishtara, that's it. So it was like literally both of them were just like us, and that was it. And it was, was Ishtara. It. So it was a marrying of those two things. And then I got really, really into goddesses um, and still work with goddesses. But I, yeah, I just felt like Denver Tara, which was wonderful. I had so many connections. Um, I made so many great friends yeah. because a lot of us were like, oh my gosh, I'm a witch too, or I like magic too. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it just ended up feeling limiting because a lot of what I do is mindfulness yeah. and groundedness, almost like guiding. Yeah. yeah, being a spiritual guide rather than being like a magical witchy wizard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I can totally relate to that, especially when I sit with you. I do feel that you are holding my hand and guiding me instead of just like pointing a wand, like go here, go here, go there. Yeah. So what is a... soul coach soul coach yeah soul coach because I know you are and like yeah 
Yeah. I need your services, Haley, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> but yes, what is a soul coach and how did you tap into that? I feel like you've always been a soul coach. It just wasn't named yes. soul coaching. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. That just came, soul coaching just like, it just happened. Um, I was feeling interested in coaching and working one-on-one with somebody um, because I wanted that. And <laughs> I, so if you like add all the numbers of your name, of your name, add all of the numbers of your birth and um, reduce to a single number, it gives you your birth card in the tarot. So we'll figure this out after this. Oh, okay. Mine is, mine is the Hierophant. So okay. basically the Hierophant oh. is here to be like a teacher, yeah. translates the texts of God and gives them to the people. Yeah. Um, it's also associated with like religion and all that stuff. But like my teacher taught me, and it's so true because it's my life, um, Hierophant people never have a teacher. And that's like their yeah. life path is... You want a teacher so bad. I want a mentor. I want somebody to show me the way. So many years I spent looking for a teacher, and I did have, and it just was never great. It's not the same. Because I was the teacher. Yeah. So I so badly wanted somebody to just, like, explain to me who I really was and how do I find who I really am and how do I find what I'm good at. Yeah. Um, and I never had that. I had to discover that myself. So I learned a shitload of knowledge <laughs> doing that. Yeah. And it was really transformative. Um, so I have all of these tools to for understanding yourself. That's yeah. what soul coaching is. Because if you, and you offer yeah. that, Haley does offer that, guys. I need y'all to go check that out. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, knowing yourself is the basis to everything. Mm-hmm. Because like you and I, we spent a lot of time doing things because we are really hard workers and we could do them, but just because you can do them doesn't Doesn't mean you should do them. So finding out who you really are and what you actually like and what your gifts really are is the compass to everything. Yeah. Because yes, there are some things that are karma that are out of your control and that you are just here to learn, but there are multiple different ways that you can take your life. And that's a, total complete choice for you. So we do, you know, the first session will be like, I'm channeling, we're pulling cards. I'm getting to know you. The second session we get into human design. So this is how you function, how you make decisions, how Mm -hmm. you manage your energy. Um, We get into your channels and your gates. So these are gifts that you're born with or, and potentials to lean into, into this lifetime. Um, It's very telling. We, I, and then, Judgment. So, like, you and I were literally talking about this before we got on. Of like, oh, yeah. why does this fucking trigger me so much? I can't stop judging this person. <laughs> like, where did this come from? Yeah. Like, what's the origin story? Yeah. Oh, my mom. Yeah. Oh, I do this because I this happened with my mom, or mm-hmm. I did this because my first friendship was like this. Yeah. And then you recognize that you're not mad at this person that you're judging. You're judging yourself. You're mm-hmm. judging your past self. Mm-hmm. And it's not about not don't be judgmental don't have judgments you're a human being you're gonna judge all day long we all do it but you have to be curious about it because if you're not the mind will just like go and go and go and go and like a hamster wheel yeah and um like Eckhart Tolle which I'm reading his book Power of Now oh so you, good yes yeah, so yeah. good yeah. when you identify with the mind like you are not your mind you are not and so just taking a second to be like why do I think this mm-hmm. why does this hurt me so much 
Um, oh my then God. you're like, holy shit, like that's why I do that. Yeah. Um, and it's also just a good tool to have, like to be more loving and to not choose fear and to yeah. choose love every single time, even when it's hard and um, to learn to do that. Um, I also teach tapping. Yes. Just a little bit, basically just an intro because like it helps. It helps. Okay, so explain um, tapping to yeah. So non, EFT yeah. tapping is it stands for emotional freedom technique, um, and it's basically tapping on meridian points, so like natural pressure points on mm-hmm. your body, so like your eyebrows, the side of your eyes, underneath your eyes, while saying, um, while talking to yourself, basically. Yeah. And I like the way that Gabby Bernstein taught it, which is do you three rounds of negative, which okay. is like, um, say you're really uncomfortable with, I'm really upset. I can't stop judging this person. Mm -hmm. So then you go through three rounds of just like full out tantruming, just let it out. And like, I've had clients that are like, I don't know. Am I being too negative? And no, no, you're not. (laughs) You're, you're still thinking that Mm -hmm. in your mind when you give it a voice, like you lessen it. I can't stand this. I feel so uncomfortable. How can someone be this way? Give yourself the time to feel those negative feelings and give them a outlet mm-hmm. because you know if you eat your feelings it, they're yeah. gonna come out in ugly ugly ways it's energy it needs to be released yeah. so let it out and then start and then you do like three quote-unquote positive rounds which I don't want to be like, I love my life. This is okay. It's more like <laughs> I can have compassion for this person mm-hmm. that they're not here yet, that yeah. they don't get this, yeah. that this person has trauma, that they're doing the best that they can, yeah. and I'm doing the best that I can. We're all just trying to be happy. Yeah. Even though this really hurts me, I see where they're coming from. Yeah. And if you want to stop feeling mad about somebody and it's not about like forgiving them (laughs) to their face it's more about being like i send you love like yeah being the big and just in a just by yourself yeah they don't have to know it you don't have to tell them but that is like the quickest way to to stop feeling like that awful inside because even if you're just like i'm not even talking to this person anymore they're not even in my life but they still have this effect on me The easiest way to get through that is to be like, all right, I feel you. I see you sending you love. Bye. You know what I mean? So basically it's just a way to like get out of all of those emotions. And then you do feel a slight shift. Yeah. And that's what it's about. The slight shift. Sometimes you can't just get rid of the anxiety and go from a 10 to a one. I tell my clients, you can go from an eight to a five or an eight to a seven. And that's still as good as a 10 to a one because you gave yourself some relief. Yeah. And there was shift. You allow that to be. And every time you tap, every time you choose to tap, is a miracle because you can keep feeling, you know, you, sometimes you just got to feel it. You're like, Mm -hmm. I got to just be angry about this for a while. And that is great. Please do that. Honor that. But when you're ready to tap on it, that is an actual fucking miracle because the brain doesn't want to change. The brain wants to keep cycling on the anger, on the hurt. Yeah. And you actually, you just get more anger and hurt. And more hurt, yeah. So when you choose, I'm going to just try something different, that is a miracle. Yeah. And so yeah. I try to like accentuate like people like, miracles, yes, Jesus turned water into wine. That was a miracle. Fuck yeah, that's a great yeah. miracle. Love Jesus. Love what he's about. Yeah. But like, it's also a miracle that like you chose to do something different 
yeah, than like what you're used to doing. Like, used that to, yeah. is a miracle. So giving yourself the grace. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's soul coaching. Just knowing yourself, knowing what your intuition looks like, mm-hmm. not how it can be more like mine. So are you taking on clients and if you are like what specific, say I just heard about this podcast and I'm like, oh, I want to learn more about myself and I want to tap into myself. Are you focusing on healers? Are you focusing on all people? Like not saying that all. Yeah. 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 I got you. So I am focusing on all people. So like you don't have to be like a healer or anything, but it is definitely somebody who knows that they have intuition and who wants to build that okay. strength, who's open to all of this stuff. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're open Clearly. to stuff. <laughs> and by stuff, I mean like magic and spirit guides and God yeah. and source, like yes. all that stuff. Because at the beginning, I got some people and they like seemed like freaked out by spirit guides. And I'm like, then, then this what? is not for you. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it definitely has to be somebody who is open and wants to yeah. open to spirituality and soul. Yeah. Um, but it is for all people, like whether you're a nurse, you're a teacher, you're a hairdresser. Yeah. You can still be an incredibly intuitive person, and I do believe that it improves your life. So you, so I think, yes, all people, but you have to be, you have to want to do the work. Yeah. I can't do it for you. I can teach you. Yeah. But if you don't do it, then it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So you have to be, you have to do the work. You got to be ready. You have to be enthusiastic and you have to be ready to be a student. And you have to be be willing to be a little uncomfortable. You have to be ready to be a lot uncomfortable. To feel all of those emotions. Yeah. That's the discomfort, you know. Because you're opening doors and and you're doing shadow work and you're tapping and you're doing a lot of stuff. Yes. And there is so much and I feel like I can relate and I hear you on like when you did have people start coming and they were uncomfortable and they were kind of scared how do you with your clients how do you ease them into light because there is positive energy and negative energy and there's dark energy and there's also light energy but like for me with my clients they a lot of people that I get are they come from a place of fear, if that makes sense. Yeah. And just trying to speak to them and comfort them. And also with me, when I do readings, I have my spirit guys that are like, don't go there. Like that door is closed or don't step there. That's not where you're supposed to be. So how do you translate that into your clients? Yeah. The, um, yeah, so I would say like for one example is like I had one client where I was um we were just starting with getting her teaching her to channel and she was really really uncomfortable with it and I would say like that's okay like thank you so much for telling me like go sit with that like you don't yeah. need me to just watch you like <laughs> do it on your own cuz like I if I feel uncomfortable I want to go to my room and close the door and figure yeah. it out myself yeah and just sit there um and you know we met the next week and I was like you know I was concerned I was like do you still want to keep doing this cuz we don't have to we mm-hmm. don't have to do anything 
I, you are only here to do stuff that you feel comfortable with yeah. and stuff that you feel a yes on. And I was expecting her to say, I'm done with this. Like I, it's just too weird. But then she said, no, I'm, I really am ready. I, you know, I was going through a thing and I sat with it and I'm through it now, but I really, really want to continue. Yeah. So it is just about honoring your timing yeah. with it because that is the perfect timing. That's it's your timing. God's yeah. timing is your timing. So yeah. To just sit and be with it. And then, yeah, I mean, I always just make a joke out of it. I'm like, I'm not going to tell you that you're going to die. I'm not going to... That stuff is not helpful. I don't want to fuck with that. There is stuff like that. And there there are healers that are out there doing it. Telling people advice that is not helpful. And that's why you have to be very discerning about who you talk to. Yes. I'm only asking for the highest and And best, most loving guide to talk to me. Because if you are not specific... And you ask, or if you ask for something yucky, like you have to really be intentional to draw that stuff in and they'll come in just like light beings come in, Yeah, but they will tell you stuff that people don't need to hear. And it really does cause them a lot of fear and it is really problematic. So if you, you can't just call yourself a healer just because you you talk to whatever's out there, you have to be very discerning because you're dealing with people's trauma, with their emotion. It's really, really vulnerable. And I feel like in this day and age, I love it. People are learning tarot. People are learning Reiki. They're doing all these things. And they're like, I'm a healer. Here I am. That's great. I'm so happy for you. But there's a responsibility that comes with this work. And I feel like a lot of people, they don't know that or see that. They're just like, oh, this is a really cool thing. Let me tell you. No. Yeah, mm, it's not it's it's not, not helpful. It doesn't. And I feel like that was one of the first lessons I had to... To learn was I am accountable. Like what I say to these people, the creator is going to hold me accountable for it. And where I lead them or like the words that I say, because how do I explain this? Because I started off as a prophet and I no longer identify as a prophet because I feel like it restricts me yeah. and it just keeps me in one category and just like you with meditation is like what's my name who am I what's going on yeah. I had that same aha moment in meditation and was just like chanting I am I am and then I was like I don't know what I am creator <laughs> why am I saying I am and then just allowing the creator to basically rename me and just go from there but learning that I as an oracle have a gift and in that gift my responsibility is to hold and to take care of these people that I am holding space for yeah so in that how do you after you've done holding space for someone else, how do you hold space for yourself? Oh, man. <laughs> Was that a lot? <laughs> I am learning that. Mm. I am honestly, I have a hard time with that. Holding space for yourself. Holding space for myself. Um, I And I think it's important to like have somebody else hold space for you, too. Yes. Like You were so great with that. Um, Kristen Brickle and Boulder is really amazing at that. So like even readers have readers. Yes. You know, I think I'm telling you, man. Just like how therapists should have therapists. therapists yes. Readers you should have, have readers. that. <laughs> um, how I hold space for myself. I 
spend my money on things that I think are valuable. Mm. So a massage. I get a massage every month um, by Sam Raimi at Art of Touch because she's amazing and crazy intuitive. She's awesome if you want to interview somebody. Um, okay. So I need that because your body, like, you carry so much so stuff. tensed up. So I need that. I do a trade. Um, I do a trade with, like, an acupuncturist as well just to, like... Get your oh, I'm gonna cheese. need that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need all these people, Haley. Yeah, yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you to them. Um, and I do a lot of alone time. I need that and meditating. I do. I meditate at least twice a day. Mm-hmm. At least once a day. Yeah, mostly twice a day. Um, so meditating and prayer. And, yeah. um, an exercise an exercise. Yeah. And I'm starting to do like singing, like with my singing bowl, just because yeah. it feels good. Yeah. Um, that too. But like, I still struggle with it. Like after reading, like I usually just want to like run around and do some stuff and it's been hard to be like, okay, pause, Yeah. put your hand on your heart, just mm. take a breath. And what's here right now. It's yeah. hard for me. It's e- way easier for me to hold space for other people than myself. I can relate to that. And I feel like for me, the way I hold space, I don't even know if it's called holding space. I just give it. Yeah. If that makes sense. I think it's both. Yeah. I go to the farm and I give it to the earth. I go to the garden and I cut some flowers and I just give it back. Yeah. And I just, yeah, because it gets hard and like, because as a healer or as a being with intuition that works within that gift you are constantly pouring out yeah and one thing that i'm learning is that what's in the cup is mine yeah and what's out is theirs yeah so for me when i know how i know that my cup is getting empty or like i've been pouring out too much i get angry yeah i get angry too <laughs> angry and tired i get angry i get tired and i pick fights with josh for no reason yeah i do the same thing <laughs> but not with josh with my partner. yeah not with josh <laughs> We love you, Josh. So love you. But I pick (laughs) fights with for no reason, Mm. and I find myself getting frustrated with the things that I usually don't get frustrated at. It's so true. Like I tell my fiance all the time, like we're all just still babies. Like usually when you're really upset or like angry, it's cause you need a fucking nap. Cause you need a nap or some food, something like the other day I got mad at Charlie for wanting to go for a walk. <laughs> and I was like, how dare you need He's a dog, to go by for it? He's my dog. <laughs> and I'm like, how dare you need to go for a walk? And then Josh just looked over and was like, what? Are you okay? With you. And I was like, he always wants to play and yeah. do stuff. And then Josh is like, that's what dog. they do. <laughs> they want to play and yeah. do stuff. Yep. And then he was like, I'll take him for a walk. Why don't you go on your own walk and you figure out what's going on? Because oh. something is happening and you need to be with nature because he understands that I'm a Virgo. Oh, yeah. And I need to be with nature. Nature is really important. So do you feel that your sign like speaks to you and is true to you? My sign, like my astrological yeah, sign? Yeah, your astrological sign, your earth oh, sign, yes. earth sign, your sun sign, and your moon sign. Yes. Like, how do you yourself navigate with that? Because oh. I'm a Virgo, true and true. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm my moon is a cancer. I will cry yeah, at yeah. a drop. <laughs> like, uh, yes. Um, 
Astrology is such a helpful tool. I'm excited for your astrology episode. Yeah, um, that's going to be with Allie. She's amazing. But yes, yeah. I'm excited for that too. My sun sign is Cancer. My moon is Capricorn. And my rising is Scorpio. And all of those things are just totally <laughs> me. Um, I really resonate with my moon a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Because I'm always, and this is something I'm struggling with, is like, I can do anything. Yes. But should I do it? Like, do I need to climb every mountain? And that's (laughs) been a hard lesson. And then also, like, achieving. And then it's like, but what am I even doing this for? Because then I do it and then I move on. So, like, that's hard. I think also with all of my signs, so, like, Scorpio and Cancer and... Capricorn all feel really intensely all the time. Like Capricorn, most people don't know that, but like Capricorn feels so, so intensely, but there's such that guard up. And with cancer, with the shell, I got to fucking guard up too. (laughs) And Scorpio is just like, I just want to be alone. Like leave me alone. Um, so I love all of my gifts from all of my signs. I resonate with Scorpio a lot too, because I can see through the bullshit yeah. like I feel like I have x-ray vision when I meet people often I'm like intense or I have like a certain flair to me um <laughs> I feel like I have an intensity you do um, but I feel like I friendly. feel like we had that conversation already I feel like that's your spirit guys yeah. and that's just your lioness just like I don't fuck with you until I know you and I am here to protect her so yes. watch out yes and I am the protector and I feel like when I first met you or when I first started letting my walls down yeah. to get to know you yeah. and to allow you to be my friend is a thing y'all it's a process yeah. but when I first started letting my walls down yeah. to invite our friendship the first that I had your first protector because you have multiple protectors but the first one I had to basically show my intentions to was your spirit guy was the panther was the yeah is it the panther the black jaguar which one is it i don't know both they're and they're both so like protective and intense for you (laughs) and i feel like for me i have a constant i don't have battles with my spirit guides yeah those are the ones that are always there but i'm constantly battling with my ancestors Mm. and i'm constantly like because my ancestors have goals and they have plans and they have things that they want the bloodline to accomplish yeah and they are always they handle me. That's one thing that I've learned that I get handled with my ancestors. Mm-hmm. And I have to sit with myself and be like, no, I'm not going to do readings because you want me to do readings because it's in the bloodline and that's mm-hmm. our family. But I'm going to do them because I find service in them. Yeah. Do you feel like you have that with you? Like if not with ancestors, but with like the goddesses in your family or like with your spirit guides, do you feel like you have to like what am I saying? It's I feel like for me with my ancestors it's kind of like a negotiation. Yeah. So that I'm not 
Yeah. So I do, but it's like a different conversation. So okay. for me, I'm always just like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And all of my guides and my ancestors are like, why don't you just relax? Why don't you just enjoy? Okay. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, with my family, I, I don't, I don't work with the ancestors as much as I do guides, Mm -hmm. which I probably will at some point. Yeah. But I find that I am, I mean, most of my ancestors are like not into this stuff. Like they're into church and God, but (laughs) like this stuff is like, you get hung, you Mm -hmm. get strung up Mm -hmm. for it in Iran. Like that shit is not cool. Yeah. Um, so I feel when I'm talking them down is it's okay. Aww. I'm okay. Yeah. There's nothing to worry about. But I do feel that same thing where it is moving the bloodline forward where it's like some ancestors can be like, do it the way that we did it. Do what we do. Yeah. And when you are the black sheep in the family, which I feel like most healers are. Yeah. We kind of got to I be. am at least. <laughs> It's your responsibility to be the progressive one. Yeah. So I do have that conversation um, sometimes with my family line of yeah. this is, you know, I'm I'm doing something for healing and I'm moving us forward. Yeah. We're not going to hold on to these like We're not. hateful things. No. And I or feel like racist that's so things, good. You yeah. know, like we got to be better than this. We got to be better. And you're dead. So you're I'm gone. gone. I'm, you're gone. So that was your ticket. This is what I have to do. And you don't have to like it, but yeah. I send you like love. <laughs> Thanks. Sending you love. Thank you for showing up. Yeah. Goodbye. But like with respect. But with respect. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like that's so interesting because my ancestors, I, I want to say my ancestors were the first beings or whatever that I started seeing or feeling and yeah I come from a very long line of seers yeah yeah because that's what we are we're seers I come from a long line of seers and I come from a long line of um aggressive like Mm. is aggressive yes I'm aggressive I come from a line of aggressive strong independent loud spoken women and so whenever my ancestors and we're tightening it so whenever my ancestors show up it's not one it's like it's 18 so of them yeah. showing up with their rods. <laughs> yeah, you like, I've seen them. Like, everyone is here. <laughs> everyone is here. They have drums. All of that. They're with, here. Here, loud. Like they're right here. And they always want to get heard. Yeah. And they are <laughs> like, I got something I want to say. She needs to go do this. She needs to do this. She needs to do that. And because of my family, um, my sister doesn't use her intuitive gifts. My sister, she she just don't. My mom started to, and then she stopped. So, backstory. I am from Ghana, West Africa, and Ashanti Kingdom. And my mom is a princess. Oh, I feel so weird every time I say that. But my mom's a princess. And with her being a princess, when 
her brother died, it passed down to her. Mm-hmm. And she could either take the throne or denounce it. And she chose to denounce it because of the dark magic and the dark stuff yeah. and all that stuff sure. that walked, that did all of that. And when my mom decided to denounce the throne, she also denounced her intuitive gifts. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes. And since she denounced that, it kind of jumps to the next person that wants it or yeah. that like moves in it. Totally. And when I get my gifts or when I get something, it comes all at once because it's like it just comes all at once. Do you feel that with that being said, I get my intuitive gifts from my mother's bloodline? Do you feel like you get it from your mother's bloodline or your father's bloodline? Oh, yes. My mom. <laughs> your face was like, whoa. My mom. Yeah. My grandma was like super, super psychic. She is yeah. no longer with us. Love you, grandma. But she, um, super psychic. Yeah. She like my mom with her first child that she lost, yeah. unfortunately, was devastated. And my grandma was like, don't worry, you're going to have a girl. And yeah. At that point, like the doctors told my mom, like you are not able to have children. Yeah. If you have children, you will, you will die. die. Yeah. And everybody told her not to do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And she, there was like a whole weird happenstance. Um, <laughs> there's a whole story of like how I was born. But basically, my mom was like walking around a track with her sister. Like they were just walking, and they both heard this like baby giggle, and it was loud, and it just like came out of nowhere. Like nobody Aww. else was there. And they were talking, because she was like, I don't know, do you think I should, I can have a kid? I really want one. And then there's this baby giggle, which I think must have been me in some sort. And I came out just fine. (laughs) And my grandma, like, see Haley's face and, like, see her body. She's like, look at me, I did it, I'm good. Well, and what's messed up with, like, my grandma, so... There were three sisters. My mom was one of the three sisters. Mm-hmm. And she told the three of them, one of you, your baby's going to die. And okay. they were mad at her. And yeah. I get why. And I don't think that's helpful at all. But no. she said it. Yeah. Um, and they were all pissed. Like, why would you tell us that? And then all of them scared. Like, is, is it going to be me? Is it going to be me? Aww. And then it did happen. Yeah. And it was my mom. And she told her, you're going to have a baby girl. Wow. So it definitely my mom's side. I don't think so in my dad's side. Yeah. But my mom's side, everybody's like open to it, but then they're not and they're scared. Yeah. You know? So yes. And my mom is really intuitive and my sister is too. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of cool for me. It's yeah. For me, it's my mom's side, but my dad, the one I'm named after, I'm named after my dad's mother. Yeah, I'm named after my dad's mother and she lived to be 101. Wow. And with that, hi. With that, um I feel like um I feel like I connect I never knew her and I didn't really have a relationship with my dad until like before he was about to pass or a transition, but I always feel this connection and I feel like she is like one of my guides or like one of like my angels or whatever and I feel like she's constantly she's with me a lot as you can see like I brought her name up and I just got a little touch on my forehead and a little chill like hey what's (laughs) up hi but like do you feel that you have that like on your side of your family 
Because hmm. I know that I think I do, but it's not very it's not very often. Isn't I think it, it'll yeah. be in like glimpses. I'll get my grandpa a lot. Yeah. Um, who was a musician and sometimes I'll be like driving and I'll get really emotional and I know that it's him. Yeah. So yeah, so I I think mostly with my grandpa. I didn't really know like a lot of my aunts. I know that they're there, but mm-hmm. There definitely is this like gap in history where like I don't even know no. like where every what happened. Yeah. Where everybody is. I don't know. I feel like that's so weird because my mom is the nineteenth out of twenty-two. Wow. And I know. Big family. Um, but there's so much that my mom doesn't talk about and there are gaps. And I'm just like, I know. are you gonna tell me about this or are you not gonna tell me about this? Uh, yeah. And she talks when she wants to talk. Yeah. And I feel like Your story is very relatable because I had a sister that passed before me Mm. and my mom, like, cause my mom had her and she died a week after she was born. Mm. And my mom always told me that I'm her. And my mom, like, she kind of knew that's all she will talk about. She was just like, oh, you're here. You're not going to stay. And she was at peace with it. And then when I came, she was always like, oh, you came back. Like, you came back. And I'm just like, okay, woman. Like, what? But with that being said, like, do you believe in past lives and transitioning and, like, I don't even want to say heaven or... No, I don't know. We're not going there. We're not going there. No. What are we talking about? We're just talking about past lives and having multiple past lives in this lifetime. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Thank you. I do. I do believe in past lives and you have like a gajillion past lives. Um, it's good to check in with them and see like what happened. Yeah. That's like, and you often will have like some past life trauma, like something you're like, I don't know why I'm like this. Nothing happened in my life to, to trigger this fear that I have of whales, Yeah, (laughs) water, like whatever. And it's usually a past life thing. I do believe in past lives and I think you can learn a lot from them. Mm -hmm. I think my only hesitation with past lives is I find some people think we're like, oh, I was like an amazing like king or queen, and then they think yeah. that they don't have to do anything in this lifetime. Nah. Do you know what I mean? I know. Because they're like, oh my gosh, it's me. I know it's me. But it's like, it's really good information to have, but then it's up to you in this lifetime to, to do it, to do what they do couldn't it. do, which sometimes we have more privileges than they had back then. Yeah. And so I do definitely believe in past lives. Okay. So with that being said, I felt to pull a card. And I pulled a card, and I'm going to let Haley talk about this card. And then we are going to basically just transition out of this episode. Yeah. And end it. Yeah, because I feel like we can talk forever. Uh Because we had a whole conversation even before this started. But yeah, I just felt the need to pull this card. And I pulled a card. I love that you did. Because we were talking about this earlier. We were. Um, So Amanda pulled Queen of Swords which is all about boundaries. (laughs) I do not have to give all my, no, all of my energy to you. I don't have to constantly be available for you. And I'm not constantly like, yeah, this is my yes. This is my no. It's so important as a healer to have boundaries. And this is really hard for me because I like had no boundaries at all. Yeah. 
And then, um, in order to live a life that you really want, you have to have boundaries and you have to say no sometimes, whether it's like, no, I can't answer that question because I can't tell you what's going to happen in six months or whatever, or no. Um, like I've had people, you know, text DM me and be like, please, please, I need a reading. Like, please help me. And it's like, you know, um, no. No, no, I'm not. No, like you can go to my website and you can book something. I'm not just here to just drop everything that I'm doing, drop my life and to save you. And for a long time I did do that and I felt a lot of guilt about it and all of that. But here's the thing. You have a if life If you too. come at me like that, I'm not, I can't help you. And you, somebody else is better suited to help you Yeah. in that case. And that's not you. But you it's like the cardinal rule. You cannot give from an empty cup. No. And that's what people need to understand about readings is like, it's an exchange. Like, yes, you are learning from me, but I'm also learning from you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, saying no, extremely important. And it's hard when you're like a, a giver. Cause I can give and give and give and give, but then you do, you get angry and you resentful. Yeah. And Don't then, want to take the dog for a walk. <laughs> you like, hating the dog. And, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? I feel like that's so true. See, like we see things differently. <laughs> I love how like this. Mm, yeah. I feel like queen of, mm, mm, Ooh. Okay. I'm getting a lot right now. I feel like queen of swords with her sword up is it's her it's her saying no it's like no i'm not doing this i'm not having this and i feel like for me that is so it gives me permission Permission. if that makes sense yes it gives me permission because i am an aggressive person and (laughs) (laughs) you are but i love that about you i am an aggressive person in a good way in a good way i am a good aggressive it took me a while to get here but i am a good aggressive person and when i say no i mean no i mean hell no and when i say i'm not having it i'm not having it and it's taken me a long time to get here and i feel like whenever i get this card it's me or like my higher self saying it's okay to put my foot down and let my foot stay down. Mm. It's okay for me to get the sword up and be like, I'm not fucking with this today. That's it. I'm done with it. I'm washing my hands and I'm letting it go. So the queen of swords for me is permission to be that bad ass that I know I am and just shutting the door and leaving it at that because I will shut the door and then I'll feel bad and then I'll go back and try to open it or like try to fix it. And queen of swords is like, my wow. sword is up. I've done it. I'm done. I did it. Let it be. Move on. Yes. I'm gone. Go be the fool. Go be happy. Go jump off a cliff. Go be excited. <laughs> Go live. Go live yeah. and be okay with living. Giving yourself permission to live. Yeah. And you're not a bitch for doing And you're that. not a bitch. Yes. Because aggressive people are told that they're bitches. And I'm an amazing person. And by so- aggressive, we mean like somebody who is like extroverted and goes after what they want. Not like I'm going to beat you. Yeah. No, not I'm going to beat you like, down. If you were aggressive, like I need all of my friends to be aggressive because I am a shelled creature. Like yeah. you have to force your way in or else you won't be in with me because I'm so It's secret. not going to work. So um, it's a good thing that you go after it and you're aggressive towards your dreams. 
Oh, someone just texted me and they're blocked. But <laughs> sorry. Speaking of boundaries. Speaking of boundaries, see, That's and I'm allowed to do that. And I'm, I'm like, why didn't it show up on my phone? Because you're blocked. Yeah. But yes, boundaries. having those boundaries and giving myself permission to have those boundaries. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Haley, this was amazing. This was so great. Thank you. Thank you. Let all the people know where they can find you because <laughs> yeah. Haley's amazing and I need you guys to tap into her to feel all the love and the goddesses that all of it all that she is yes where can people find you thank you for having me I'm honored. Oh, this gosh. This is so much fun. This was good. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Ishtara Tarot. I-S-H-T-A-R-A-T-A-R-O-T. <laughs> that was pretty long. Um, and my website is Um, I'm finishing up with my first cohort of soul coaching clients. I'm going to take a break, but then I'll probably open it up again. Yeah. So I have a form on my Instagram bio that you can fill out. I'm giving readings um, selectively. Yes. But yeah, Instagram and website is Tarot. And I can listen to your podcast. Yes, and my podcast. <laughs> yes, I got to have you on the podcast now. Ah! Just continue the conversation. Yeah, so where's your podcast? How often do I do it or can I listen to it? Um, yeah, sorry. You can listen. That's a good point. <laughs> I need to get better at this. Plugging. Um, you can find the Ishtara podcast on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts. Um, it's not on Apple yet. Okay. But we're getting Spotify. There. Spotify. Yes. yes. Okay, guys. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye. How do I...